Willst du anfangen? Ich kann gerne anfangen. Also dann sag ich Intro. Ja. Äh, was ist unser <lacht> Understanding Train Station? <lacht> der, Podca der Podcast heißt Understanding Train Station, Feli. Did you get that? I'm so also ich verstehe nur Bahnhof. You only understand train station? It's all Greek to me. Understanding Train Station. Living between cultures with Josh and Feli. Welcome back everyone to another episode. My name is Josh. I'm Feli. I was gonna say, if you're watching on YouTube, then you can also see that Feli's here. Uh, we haven't done, like, I feel like a true, like, beginner intro in a while. So, uh, a if, you guys are new, if you guys are new to the podcast, herzlich willkommen. Mm -hmm. Welcome, welcome. We're happy to have you here. Um, and, yeah, I feel like we've been doing a lot the last couple of weeks. I know you've been super busy with work, and I've been not busy with work and busy with travel, so... <laughs> What's new with you, The Fadie? better option. Yeah, um, I was going to say, I mean, I'm not complaining by any means. I think it's busier to be, or better to be busy with travel. Honestly, um, aside from work, there's not that much news on, on my end. Um, I think the only thing that happened was that it was Easter. Oh, and it was baseball yeah. opening day. That was really cool. That's kind ah, of a holiday okay. in Cincinnati. And I went to that. Well, went to that. That sounds like it's like an event. It's kind of an event. It's there like, is. it's yeah, there's I mean, a there's a parade, but it's like, it's all over the city. It's not like one yeah. thing that you buy a ticket for. You can go to the baseball game, of course, if you want to. But yeah. it's like so many people in Cincinnati take the day off. And I think it goes back a little bit to the Cincinnati Reds. So the baseball team being the oldest professional baseball team in the country, I believe. Yep. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's the they case. They were the first professional baseball team. So the baseball culture is huge here, even though, from what I know, and you guys know I don't really follow sports, but I guess they haven't really been playing that well in the last years or decades. <laughs> Since know. I've been born, basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they still have a huge fandom, and there's so many people in the city that take the day off. Like, they yeah. take a vacation day just to go out for opening day. And it's on a Thursday, and it was beautiful weather this year, so that was cool. And even though I was also stressed with work I took half the day and I was like it doesn't matter even I hardly slept I was like it doesn't matter I just I want to experience it because it's been a while since I experienced that and it was crowded it was insane do you know I've actually never been to opening day I did not know that that's a shame yeah <laughs> are I you mean, even allowed to call it. yourself a Cincinnatian <laughs> I don't think so <laughs> we walked in the opening the uh, opening day parade one time when I did that high school exchange Ah, Did I tell cool. you that? So that was yeah, because yeah, I think you've told me. it was organized by the city of Munich and the city of Cincinnati. We were kind of we were invited by the mayor, like we were in city hall and kind of like had a little reception there, even though we were all high schoolers. But like a we state were, dinner. Yeah, no, it wasn't that. It was like you know a little afternoon thing with like a Q and A kind of situation. Yeah. But we were walking in the opening day parade in our Bavarian dresses. Like and ah. you know, uh, Lederhosen. Um, and at the time, of course, I had no clue what any of that was. I don't, I hardly remember where we were even going, but I guess it was probably yeah. a similar route as it is today. Um, probably straight through downtown. I mean, we were all 16 year olds, so it was more like a, a group dynamic thing. We were having yeah. fun with each other, um, yeah. rather than really remembering the actual event. <laughs> but, um, since then, I think I've only like kind of experienced it once, but I don't really remember being out and drinking that day. Cause that's like, people go out, they watch the parade and then they basically yeah. just day drink. And down by the banks, it was insanely crowded. Like you could hardly walk. Yeah, I'm sure. So I'm that's, sure it was super, that's the, super busy. Yeah, that's the only that's news. That's the fun thing. 
And yeah, the <laughs> that's only, a fun thing on your side. Exactly. And then Easter, of course, happened. Um, but that wasn't like super crazy. Just spent it yeah, with Ben's just, family. Yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah, I've I've been the Easter holidays for me were super super slow. Um, mm-hmm. Most of my friends here in Munich wink wink at what the uh, topic of this video <laughs> is yeah. or this uh, this episode is. Um, but most of my friends here aren't here right now because mm-hmm. of uh, the holidays. So it was really really chill around Munich. Uh, the and weather was somewhat nice. I feel like we should say in, in Germany that really is the holidays because Good Friday is yeah. a public holiday and Easter Monday is one too. Exactly. That's what I was going to mention as well was like, I think that's something, I don't know if we've talked about it in any videos before or any, I keep saying videos, any podcast episodes before, um, is that in Germany, on holidays, things truly are closed. Mm-hmm. Like you'll find like the occasional restaurant or bar that might be open, but everything is closed. It's like the city shuts down for holidays. Yep. And in in Munich, at least, I don't know how it is in the rest of Germany. I think it's probably very similar. But on Good Friday, every everything is shut down. And on Easter Monday, everything yep. is shut and down. And on Sunday, everything and is Sunday, shut down anyways. Course. But Exactly. Yeah. So you really have to plan your groceries. Um and I didn't, uh, this year I did a uh, pretty good job about it, but sometimes okay. I forget. <laughs> yeah. But I was lucky that it, the stores were open on Saturday. Yeah. Because you have Friday, everything is closed. Saturday, everything is open. And then two more days of everything being closed. So was and everyone out on Saturday? Was it like the yeah. apocalypse? Yeah, yeah it really was. It was crazy. It was crazy. The The city was very, very full. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, I did some travel, which has been fun. Um, I was in Madeira. Um which is for, funny for me because there's a part of Cincinnati that is also called Madeira. <laughs> I uh, mean, just like all these other weird places I know, around it's here. Very it's like weird. Lebanon, Ohio, uh, Warsaw, Kentucky, Paris, Kentucky. Uh, what, else, what else is there? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, Florence. Versailles. Yeah, Versailles <laughs> instead of Versailles. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was funny when I was talking to my family, like, oh, yeah, uh, I was just in Madeira. And they're like, oh, yeah, we were in Madeira this week, too. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's so cheesy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I went with um, my friend Chloe, and it was amazing. If you, if anyone ever has the chance to go to Madeira, 100% would recommend it, especially if you like a little bit more of a chill vacation. It's not like a party island. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Madeira is a um, Portuguese island just north of the Canary Islands and off the coast of, I believe, Morocco. Um and it's beautiful. They Some people will call it, or it's been referred to as the Hawaii of Europe. Yeah. Uh, and I definitely can understand why. I haven't personally been to Hawaii, but with the landscapes that they have there, it's incredible. Um, you have the beach, mostly stone beaches, not really too many sand beaches. Mm-hmm. Um, you have like the tropical feel, but then you also have like thick forest. And then at like some areas, not really desert, but very dry. Um it's a it's very very cool, um, and if you like to hike, it's a really cool place to go as well. So um, we stayed in downtown Funchal, which is like the capital of Madeira. Um, rented a car and drove around and did different things. Uh, we did a fourteen kilometer hike, which was uh, quite intense for me and mm-hmm. for Chloe. <laughs> Lots of going up and down because we went and did a sunset or sunrise. Um, uh, hike so we started Damn. at the top of the mountain like you could drive up to the top watch oh, okay. the sunrise okay yeah. so you didn't start hiking at 3 a.m no no no, no oh okay because no. some people do that Sorry. <laughs> yeah i'm not that crazy i think we got up at six to make sure we were in the car at the top of the mountain okay um 
at eight. And then the cool thing is you're on the mountain above the clouds. So you can see the sunrise above the clouds. So you That's just have really like cool. a, yeah, like a sea of clouds um, that you're looking over. I've seen your pictures, but I don't yeah. know if you posted them. I, I need to put, I'll put, I'll put them on, um, on the UTS uh, Instagram account yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, Maybe this yeah. time, like, put a caption too, because last time you just posted a video from that restaurant in Munich. So embarrassing. We were having our Patreon hangout, and like, while trying. we were having the hangouts of the video call, he was on the way to the restaurant, which was totally fine. And then yeah. it was supposed to be like a really cool restaurant where you can't really get reservations really easily. That's why he couldn't reschedule. And so I was like, well, definitely make sure that you post something of the restaurant to the Instagram <laughs> so we can all see it afterwards. And you just posted a video as a reel in the the timeline i mean some of you might not know instagram that well but those of you who do probably understand like it was me. just like it was just no comment like it was just the video yeah, of the random. inside of the restaurant and everyone was probably like what is this what on earth? <laughs> i thought you should post it into the story you know yeah, like yeah, so yeah. it disappears that, well that's what i wanted to do and that's what i thought i was doing yeah but obviously not <laughs> uh, i think it's been a while since i've um uploaded a story to instagram mm -hmm. and i think some of the features have changed since i've yeah. done that last so well that's okay we all forgive you i just exactly. wanted to give I an tried. explanation <laughs> um but yeah if you could post some of those pictures to the yeah, uts instagram sure. I'm, I'm sure people would love to see that yeah it was incredible um and it, on the way back then it was really we were both very depressed sitting in the plane on our way back to germany like germany is great i love living here and like i feel very integrated and a part of things but the weather yeah It's so gray sometimes, <laughs> so gray and so cold that we were both very depressed and we decided while we were in the plane that we were going to, because I think we flew back on a Wednesday and we said, screw it, we're going to Italy this weekend. So then we booked a trip down to um, Lago di Garda. I don't know how we actually really say it in English, Lake Garda probably. Gardasee, um, like one yeah, of the main, Germany, main tourist destinations for Germans, at least in Southern Germany. Yes. It was very, it was a really, really cool trip. It was, I hadn't been there before. It's mm -hmm. beautiful. Um, not necessarily what I think most Americans would associate with Italy when they think of Italy, just because you're still in the mountains. Yeah. Um, but beautiful. Um, we stayed in like a camper and on these campgrounds, basically, or not a camper, it was like a mobile home. Okay, yeah, that's what we always used to do as yeah. when I was young. Like that, my parents, we would always go to campgrounds, but we never actually camped in a tent. We yeah. always rent those mobile homes, yeah. And it was so cool, um, except for the fact that the walls were so poorly insulated and there was a German family, or two <laughs> German families, right next to our window. Mm -hmm. And they decided to have breakfast at like 7.30 in the morning. Oh, no. On a Hell Saturday. No. <laughs> so we were awoken by young German kids running around screaming, mm -hmm. uh, eating breakfast early. It was, not a, it was not a pleasant way to wake up, but... <laughs> At least it got us up and going early to go explore some of uh, the cities. So we had my car down there and did, went a, to a couple different cities. Nice. And it was weird because everyone spoke to us in German. Like, uh, yeah, because it's such a popular tourist destination. And a lot of uh, Germans have um, permanent vacation homes there. Yeah. Like if Germans have like a, a home that they own, I feel like most of the people I know, it's going to be at Gardasee. Yeah. Yeah. Which I totally understand. It just yeah, you was can very drive. Weird. Like you don't have to fly like to Mallorca, which is the other popular yeah. tourist destination. But you can just drive down there, and yeah. especially if you live in Munich, it's really not that far. Like you can totally it was go like a for a maximum weekend. five hour drive. Yeah. yeah. 
So we Which just for, left after work. For Americans, that's like a commute to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just kidding. But I mean, that's nothing to a lot of Americans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And that's kind of what, what I've been up going or getting up to. I have a lot of travel going on lately. Yeah. Because tomorrow I'm going to France for the weekend. And then I'm going to Spain for two weeks after yeah. that. So I'm on the road a lot right now. You're really so. enjoying that European lifestyle right now. Well, yes, aside from going to the so. US, but like you're just like going to all the different directions from because Germany is very central. That's why a lot of people yeah. like being in Germany um, because you can just take your car. You can take quick, short flights, quick, short. <laughs> I was going to say quick, cheap flights to a lot yeah. of places. I saw a TikTok the other day. Flights not as cheap as they used to be yeah. by any means, but yeah. yeah. But I, I saw a TikTok the other day and I realized that a lot of Americans don't even know about this. And I don't know how much of a thing this is currently, mm -hmm. but you used to be able with some of these cheap airlines like Ryanair, et cetera, yeah. to literally get plane tickets for sometimes under 10 euros, those yeah. super cheap ones, like 9.99 or something like that. Yeah. Or like definitely under 100 Euro, uh, euros for yeah. going to another European city. And that's just, to a lot of Americans, like, I realized Ben didn't know about that. I don't yeah. know what, what the plane tickets are right now, but, I mean, in the U.S., if you go on a domestic flight, it's it's at least going to be a couple of hundred or something like that. Yeah, I mean, flights have definitely gotten more expensive within Europe since mm -hmm. I've lived here. Um, the days of the 10-euro flights are pretty much gone. Yeah. Um, I mean, as it I should do, be. If you, if you, yeah, it, no, it I, shouldn't be cheaper sure. than taking the train. Exactly. If you book far enough in advance, I'm sure that you have a decent, um, you can get good prices. But yeah. I think getting things for like around 100 euros is more common now mm -hmm. would be yeah. my guess. But yeah, yeah so I'm very excited about it. And no, I think since I lived here or when I moved here, it was during the pandemic and a lot of travel was more difficult. It's true. Um, you have I'm to really catch trying up now. to take advantage. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. what I'm trying to do. So, uh, yeah, Good. that's what's going on with me. But the cool thing is, um, since I have been able to make some really good friends here in Munich that also are international, I kind of have access to their networks too abroad throughout mm -hmm. Europe. Um, so I get to visit people that I've met through my friends, or like I get tips from various different people because people are from those countries or from the cities that I want to go visit. And that's really cool. And that's yeah. one of the great things about having really good friends, um, which is kind of the topic of this episode, which you guys have yeah. probably been able to tell from the title of the episode, but it is about social life in the two countries. So, yeah. And making friends. A lot of people ask us or me specifically, how do you make friends in Germany? Because I know a lot of people who move to Germany struggle with that. And people yeah. also ask me a lot, how did you make friends when you moved to the U.S. all by yourself? Because people mm -hmm. sometimes have this image in their head where it's like, oh, you just like left everything behind and it was just you and it was like this lonely experience, which for me it wasn't, which was kind of the reason why I had such a good experience. But I think that's the first topic here that I would like to talk about is how important it is when you move abroad, like in our situations, oh or even if it's just a semester abroad, how important friends are and how they make all the difference. Like, es steht und fällt alles damit, is what I would yeah. say in German. I don't know how you would say that in English, but... It's, um, it makes or breaks your experience. Exactly. And I just recently saw another TikTok. I, sorry, I have to uh, refer to TikTok a lot, but um, I think it was just yesterday that I saw 
a video of a person studying abroad and they just said nobody tells you the hard parts about it and it was just a video mm -hmm. of her crying and it had like 60,000 likes and all these people commenting like yeah I'm so yeah. I feel so seen by this I always thought it was just going to be this amazing experience and I feel so lonely and isolated so that is I think where the friends come into play so yeah what, what, what do you think about that how important it is Well, I think to kind of taking a step back, you think about how important your friendships are when you're in your home country, mm -hmm. you know, and how you say like you can't choose your family, but you can choose your friends. Um, and that's very true. But when you're in your home country, you still have, in most cases, um, a family that you can fall back on and also a friend group that you grew up with yeah. or have met along the way in organic situations that you haven't really had to make an effort to find. Yeah, um, when you live abroad or yeah, school, university, um, like just hobbies, kind of friends of yeah. friends. Yeah. Just various yeah. things. It, it happens very organically when you don't yep. move from a place uh, for a long period of time. Yeah. But when you decide to kind of pick up, uh, take your things and move to another place or move to another country, you really are starting from zero because you don't have your family that you can fall back on normally, uh, depending on how far away you are from them. And you also don't have those friends that are were organically made over a long period of time of you living in that city. So for me, having good friends has been what has made my experience so great. Mm -hmm. uh, they really have become my family and my support system here. Um, even though I still am regular, in regular contact with my family, it's just different because they live on another continent. And here, my friends really have become my family and, and helped me in so many different ways. Um, and I also can help them. And it's a, it's a very much give and take thing. And I think it's so important to really be intentional about making friends yep. when you move to a new place. And sometimes it's easier said than done, depending on what country you're in, what culture you're in. They're, each situation brings different intricacies and complexities with it, which we'll get into. Um, but it's so important to understand the best strategy to make friends in the uh, environment that you're in and yeah. really do it intentionally. But I don't know how you feel about if you would agree with that or how that, how your experience Absolutely. has been. I was going to say actually in terms of your experience, because I know that even though your situation is amazing right now, you were also in Germany several times before that temporarily yeah. for like three months at a time. Oh and I know gosh. not all of those experiences were no. that great, right? No, the, the most recent time that I was in Germany before officially moving here, um, I had the opportunity to stay for another two months. Mm -hmm. And I said no, because I was not doing well. Because I mean, it was go to work and then come home and not have anything to do because I didn't have any friends. Yeah. I wasn't particularly intentional mm. about going out and finding the friends, um, which somewhat had to do with where I was living. There, there are lots of different intricacies that goes that go into each individual situation but for me it was it was really not good I did not I was not having a good time at all I, yeah. I thought okay my chapter in Germany is done mm -hmm. is how I felt surprise surprise <laughs> that, that changed <laughs> which is good I'm glad that that happened but um, the thing is yeah I feel like the main factor there was really the social life right because you were yeah. working at the same job that you actually worked at later when you moved back to mm -hmm. Germany, the first job. Um, and of course, it, yeah, the living situation too, because you were more living out outside of the city, whereas now yeah. you live in a really great place, yeah. very local, in, uh, very local, very central in Munich. Um, yeah. But I feel like, yeah, the social life is just really what makes all the difference. And for me, that was my experience. Like that 
TikTok that I saw of the person crying and all these other people saying like, yeah, I've been feeling so homesick and so lonely. I didn't have that. And I was very, very lucky. And I yeah. think that the country itself is only contributing so much to that. I think the main thing is the people, obviously. Yeah. If you meet good people, your experience is going to be defined by that. Like, I Definitely. think moving abroad, going on a study abroad, it's really all about the people. If you find the right people that you connect with, if you feel included, if you feel integrated. And for me, I was just very lucky because and that kind of goes back to what you said, always depends on the situation. Some situations just make it so much easier to make friends. And I think yeah. going on a study abroad is one of the easiest ways to make friends yeah. because you're automatically in social situations. You're in classes. And then especially if you're in the U.S. And I feel like that's another thing that is a very obvious experience is that in the U.S. it's just a lot easier to make friends. But especially at American colleges Everything's just so social. There's so many student organizations. Yeah. Um, people live on campus. It's very different than a German university experience where it's also social, but not quite as crazy social as in the yeah. U.S. where everything's just like in a little campus city almost. Everyone lives next to each other and you just spend all your life with these people. But for me, basically what it was was that I moved there and I was immediately surrounded by my roommates. And that was yeah. a conscious choice that I made. And I'm very yep. glad I made that choice that I didn't arrange my living arrangements in a way that I was living with other exchange students, which mm -hmm. would have also been an option. I think my options were live on campus where I would have just been paired with another either American or exchange student in a dorm and share a mm -hmm. room. But I didn't want to do that, first of all, and also it was way too expensive. <laughs> um, Off-campus yeah. housing was way cheaper in Cincinnati. And then a lot of, I think most of the other exchange students, you know, connected among each other and booked or not booked, <laughs> um, rented out whole houses for the semester yeah. that it was just them. Like it was just people from Austria and Belgium and Germany living with each other, which is also awesome. But you don't really get the, the cultural immersion quite as much in that case. Mm -hmm. And I consciously decided not to do that. And so I looked on these Facebook groups where all the other college students were looking for sublets or subleasing their rooms and because I didn't want to bring or buy any furniture so I was just looking for something that's just rented out for the semester yeah. and it's furnished and I can just move into an existing place um, and it just so happened that in that house that I moved into all the other rooms were subleased too so it was basically this existing vigay if you will with five yeah. bedrooms but all people that permanently lived there were co-oping at the time so they were doing an internship semester and they were all subleasing their room so it was five strangers coming into this room but it had furniture and everything right that's so weird and we all happened to really get along like yeah. we were all kind of in places where we were very open to making new friends like i think yeah. only one of us was very well connected at uc at the time at the university mm -hmm. at the time the other girl had just moved there from Cleveland. She was transferring. The other girl also moved moved there from Cleveland. The other girl was like kind of in a transition phase with her friend group. And then uh, there was me from a completely yeah. different country. <laughs> and I was also, I think, one of the people that brought my, my kind of German rituals into that um, living situation, into that VT. Recycling? No, not just that, but um, th that's something that I want to talk about later too. But you know yeah. how... Germans can be a little bit more, um, I don't even know what the right word for that is, but in social situations, you just, um, 
you don't leave each other alone as much. That's not the right way to phrase it. I feel like I was just expecting to spend time with these people. I didn't mm. expect everyone to like live their own lives separate from each other in the house. I was just expecting that it's going to be normal that we have dinner yeah. together, for example, uh, every now okay. and then. Not every, but like, you know, every now and then. Yeah. Like we're we're uh-huh. a living community right here. Yeah, yeah. Even though I later found out that that's not necessarily the norm, especially mm-hmm. in, in those student living situations a lot of people just like eating culture isn't the same either in the u.s people just like eat on their way home or they'll just shove a burger in their mouth and um so i was kind of the one that like in the beginning made a few suggestions like i was like hey would you guys want to have dinner together tonight or do you want to go to this event on the weekend there was like welcome week events and stuff like that so i think I also played a role in how close we all became during that semester. Yeah, but that's that's the point of what I was making with intentionality as well. Yeah. I think you were just doing it out of cultural norms of what yeah. you were used to, but also that's a very intentional act. Yeah, I mean, Sorry. it was both. It was both because yeah. obviously I didn't have any friends and I, I obviously wanted to do stuff with the people around yeah. me and form a friendship there. Um, but that was only one of the aspects. The other aspects was um, the exchange student bubble. Even though I didn't live with the other exchange students, I still was connected to them. Um, yeah. So that, you know, all these cultural experiences, the culture shocks, the questions about how does this university system work? I could come yeah. to these people because they were all going through the same thing mm-hmm. and we could all help each other and ask these dumb questions quote unquote they're not dumb questions but in the moment you sometimes feel a little lost if you don't really understand Mm -hmm. how certain things work in the country and then I had you guys um, which like that was also not super intentional it was more Mallory reached out to me so I was reached out to by someone on Facebook and but I did have this rule and I think this might be the first tip because I would also like to give you guys some tips throughout the episode but this might be the first one right here I had this rule for the first few weeks or first month or two to say yes to everything. If I get mm-hmm. invited somewhere, I'll say yes. It doesn't matter if I'm tired or if I don't really want to, give it a chance because you have nothing to lose. You don't know anyone. Yeah. And that's what I did. And so like Mallory reached out to me and she was like, hey, um, I spent a semester abroad in Bielefeld and I just saw you were looking for a room on Facebook and I would love to practice my German. Do you want to meet up for a coffee? Which and you're like, uh. <laughs> to a German, you know, can be kind of like an offensive, yeah. not an offensive, but um, very proactive. Off- yes. Like very direct, kind of weird. Very direct. Yeah. Not necessarily weird, but definitely a little much. Maybe and unexpected. Unexpected. And I was like, Sure. I mean, yeah, let's do it. And so that way I met Mallory, who became a really good friend of mine. And then I met you and a few Mm -hmm. other people from the German club. Um, So then I had like at that after a very short amount of time, I had like three social groups kind of that I could refer to. And that was a lot of people already. And then, of course, I had classes where I met all my classmates and I got along well with them. And I went to, for example, a student organization once a week. Um, I didn't realize you did that. Well, Bearcast Media, which was connected uh, okay. to my major, but you didn't have to be in it. It was basically the radio station. Yeah. Um, I just like, yeah, went to that in the beginning, I think. I don't know if I went through the whole semester, to be honest, but um, at the very beginning, I definitely went to that, those meetings. Mm-hmm. And, and oh, yeah, and then I had dance class, which was different people. So Yeah, it was you just, were very proactive. and But like you said, you were also in an environment that – lends itself to meeting new people. It made it so easy. Like, yeah, Yeah. I didn't really have to try as hard as I would have had to try if I had studied abroad in Germany, for example. Because German universities don't 
throw that in your face as much. Like at American mm. universities, it's literally like, come to our student organization. Like yeah. we'll have free pizza. It's going to be so much fun. And it's actually fun. Like they have all this <laughs> money that they can do stuff with. Um, yeah, they actually get money from the, from the university. Yeah. you're an official it, club. There's so many clubs. Uh, I went to that um, student organization fair or whatever it was. Yeah. And there's like hundreds or something like that, like stands. And there's like a Harry Potter club or a Quidditch club or like a mountaineering, um, yeah. biking, swimming, like literally any kind of interest, even niche interests that you yeah. can even think of. Like I think four or five acapella groups which I thought was like in pitch perfect like in that movie it's like this is crazy and it they really were... does sound, the way you're describing <laughs> it from an outsider perspective now really does sound like the movies but it's true it was. When you're in it, it's just like oh yeah like, when you're an American who grows up in the US and then goes to university yes it's a cool experience but it's not like that novel because you're so mm -hmm. used to like seeing it in media and hearing about it like but if, now that I'm further removed from it, I'm like yeah that, that actually is kind of intense and it's cool that they offer that yeah um, but no, I, I think that's a really good point that you had with the say yes to everything and mm -hmm. maybe to like give some perspective from my side yeah. when I moved here, I definitely said yes to a lot, but like I said, I moved in the middle of the pandemic. So there mm. weren't as many opportunities, uh, to go out and meet people. But one thing I can definitely recommend, and this is also what you said and you did was live with people, yeah. um, that, if you can, if it makes sense in your situation, of course, if you're married and have a family living with strangers, it's probably going to be in the cards. But if you are a single person moving by yourself, just to have people around you is yeah. such a, a, a plus to have. Like mm -hmm. it's just enriches your, your experience so much. And even if you don't get along with them well, well, you can always move. Yeah. Um, but just to start, somewhere and have people around you because those people know people. Yeah. And if you can meet their friends, maybe you'll find someone that you connect with. Yeah. And then you go to one of their events and then you'll meet some of their friends that maybe you connect with. And you just are increasing your chances of being able to meet people that you connect with. And I really think that's what happened for me is I got along really well with my, my roommates in my first vacay that I lived in. And mm -hmm. I don't see them as much now. Uh, anymore, but I still had those connections at the beginning that really helped me feel comfortable moving here. I would still love it when I do see them. I just don't see them quite as often. And then I moved to another vacay, so another shared apartment where I had, when I moved here, actually, there were two Germans living here, which I love my roommate, my current roommates, but I do miss having a little bit more of the German culture in my life. Um, because now I spend most of my time with other foreigners, which is yeah. great because this is also what you were saying with your friend group. You had a friend group of Americans, so you're getting that culture. And for me, that was work. Mm -hmm. um, and that has been work. Um, and then you have your friend group of other foreigners who are trying to figure out what it is to be here and how yeah. things operate. And then you have your other friend groups that develop. Yeah. Um, but... I really think it's important, like you said, to say yes to everything and not just necessarily when you first move to a place, but like for me, I found also like, because I do have such a foreign friend group, a lot of people are starting to consider maybe moving. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I'm like, okay, well, actually, if all of these people move, I have no one like <laughs> from Munich, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I, I think it's also important to diversify your friend groups. Mm -hmm. um, and when you start new jobs, that's a great opportunity as well, is maybe to take that approach of saying yes to everything for the first three months in a job, yeah. uh, that you can get to know people. And that yeah. was 
another point that I was going to give of how to make friends, and maybe I'm jumping ahead of our scheme no. here, so yell at me Let's if go I ahead. am. No. <laughs> but when you when you um, are looking at employers, potential employers, let's say, let's say you're not a student, but you're moving someplace and are going to work, really consider the type of job that you're accepting. If you have the, the luxury of having some choices, mm-hmm. um, when moving to a city, if you can find um, a company that is more like-minded with your values or uh, hires people in your age group or generally has a culture that you think that you'll get along well with, that's a great opportunity to at least meet people. That's and, true. Um, I think that's also somewhat maybe a difference between Germany and the U.S. Maybe, maybe not. I definitely would have said this if you asked me when I first moved here. That is significantly different because I was working at a company where most of my coworkers were older. And in the U.S., they were still a little older than me, but we would still go out for drinks and spend time together outside of work. So I would have said that I think Germans and Americans are different in that regard. But now with my current job... It's more younger people my age who are interested in going out and exploring the city and doing things outside of work. Um, so you mean you, you would could, have said that Germans separate between work yes. and private life more? Yes, which okay. I still think is generally true. Yeah, I think they still do it more, but not yes. everyone does it super strictly. I think I, I think I just had a really extreme example mm-hmm. um, with my previous employer. Uh, but if you can find a, a place where you think that there are people that they type – tend to hire are open and would want like find pla- find places that are in the city center or have offices in the city that lend its that lends itself to going out for drinks after work and those yeah. type of things um then I, that's definitely another tip i can give is look for those type of employers and say yes when you start a new job so you can get to meet people as well yeah that's a really good tip um well other tips or do, should we maybe talk about what the differences are between the U.S. Yeah. and Germany first. I feel like that might make more sense, and then I can give a few yeah. tips that I feel mm-hmm. like might help in Germany. Um, yeah. Okay, here's I'll, I'll throw out a few things that I have on my list. Um, so in terms of social life between Germany and the U.S., to generalize it, I mm-hmm. feel like it's way easier in the U.S. to make friends in general. Of course, it's even easier if you're in a college situation, but even if you move here as a young adult in the work life, which is, yeah. I think, in general, like, one of the tougher situations you can be in to move abroad. I think if you have a family, you'll connect through your kids and neighbors or whatever. If you're in college, you'll connect through that. If you are just a single young adult that moves somewhere for a job, I think that's very difficult and you have to be very proactive in that situation. You're really by yourself. Yeah. But I was going to say, even then, I feel like it's easier in the U.S. to make friends in general. And that's the main difference for me is that You make friends quicker and easier in the U.S., but you also lose them quicker. That's Mm -hmm. my experience to really generalize it. I feel like I have had so many good, what I would have considered really good friends, people who I spent a lot of time with, who I've shared a lot of private stories with, who I've maybe even went on vacation with, um, Mm -hmm. who are not in my life anymore, like at all now. And I feel like from what I have experienced in the U.S., that is relatively normal. Of course, with childhood friends and things like that, that's not necessarily the case. But I think in Germany, and maybe that's also why Germans are a little bit more hesitant to make new friendships, once you make a new friend, you kind of... How do you even say? It's not loyalty. It's just like you are more persistent in that friendship, I Mm -hmm. think. And you expect that from them and you also expect that from yourself. So I think sometimes Germans feel like they can't take on too many friends because they're not going to be able to 
live up to the expectations or be a good friend, live up to the friendship yeah. standards. Um, so that's the one thing. Maybe we should talk about that first and then I can throw up my other things. I also know that we talked mm -hmm. about this before in context of reliability with mm -hmm. friends. That's another thing. Americans can be a little bit flakier, flakier in terms of yeah. cancel on you. Yeah, just can't be as reliable. And I know we've talked about the situation. I think we had this conversation with Niklas and Alicia where we talked about moving And they were like, yeah, we're moving on the weekend or whatever. And we told uh -huh. all of our American friends. But they basically asked you and me if we can help move. Because they were like, we can't rely on them actually showing up. And yeah. we were like, yeah, that's true. I don't think I would. I would definitely know that my German friends would show up. And mm -hmm. that includes you because you were basically the German among all of the Americans. Um, yeah. But with Americans, it's sometimes mm, kind of a question of... Mm -hmm. You can't necessarily be 100% sure. It depends on the person, of course. And I know that we've gotten comments too that this is somewhat of a generational thing in the U.S. as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that people more in our generation tend to be what we're describing, but that's mm -hmm. obviously our experiences. Um, but yeah, I would agree with that. I think um, when it comes to making friends or even just having like friendly conversation with people is much easier in the U.S. Yeah. Um, that first like you, contact. It's a it's a very low hurdle yeah. to start talking to someone. Mm -hmm. uh, like you walk into a restaurant and you're waiting in line and someone will sm start sm small talk with you. Yeah. Um, you walk into a place in Germany and it's just different. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just different. Uh, yeah. You don't get as many smiling faces back at you. Or like today I, I just was in a, a, in a shop um, and was buying some new shoes And like I made a couple comments, like because I was by myself and I was like, "Screwed, I'm going to be the American Josh today." And I was like, "Hmm, I don't know which." One. I can't. I was just talking to the to the salesperson. I was like, "I don't know which one I should get. I have a uh -huh. brown pair at home, but I also like these black ones. I just don't know. I'm just not able to make decisions today." And she just was standing there looking at me like, hmm, "Oh my!" I don't. I don't know how to talk to this person. He's weird. Oh no! But like in that situation in the U.S., like. People would be on it giving like, oh, Especially, no, I love this pair. Like, this is what I think you should do. It's it's just very different. Yeah. And, and I'm just talking about your average experiences, of yeah. course. Um, but I think the hurdle or the 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 threshold, what, what do we say? Not the hurdle yeah, threshold. to entry. Threshold to entry into conversation with people in the U.S. is much lower. So it is easier to find friends or find people that you have things in common with because yeah. people um, – people will tell you more private things about their lives in in the US too. And that's easier to grab onto for more conversation. Be like, oh, I like this too. Yeah. Um, but where whereas people in Germany are much more reserved. Yeah. Even if true. they're talking to strangers, they won't give you as many details. Yeah. So then it's and hard harder to find uh overlap. I know I've mentioned the peach and coconut thing before, but yes. I'm just gonna summarize it. If there is this this uh, concept or metaphor of um Germans being more like a coconut, so they're very hard to crack. So they're not going to give away as much personal information right away. They're going to be very reserved at first. Once you have overcome that threshold with them, then they're going to share a lot. And then I think yeah. you can also use the coconut metaphor for then you're like, you're inside. You're not going to like, mm -hmm. it's it means something that you're now part of the inner circle. Not inner mm -hmm. circle, but part of the, the friend 
group. Whereas yeah. Americans are more like Peach, where it's like there's a very big soft part where it's very easy to get along with them, very easy to talk to them. They'll share a lot, even with people, as you said, like in kind of customer service situations yeah. like at the grocery store i've heard people just tell stories about their children's baseball game on the weekend and stuff like that and yeah. it's like oh interesting you didn't have to tell me that about and like with name and everything and which school yeah. and it's like oh wow okay um yeah. thanks for trusting me with all that information about your your kids um and that happens a lot easier but then that core in the middle or what do you yeah. call a um, can again yeah in we like, call it a, a pit Pits, yeah. So then the pit in the middle is going to be very hard. And I think that's what I was saying earlier, where it's like, that's kind of difficult to get into. That's yeah. almost more difficult with Americans than for Germans, but you're not really going to know. It's it's harder to know if you're in their forever friendship circle, I feel like. Yeah. At least for me, there has been some surprises where I thought, oh, we're close, close. Like we've, yeah. you know, we've spent time with each other's families. Yeah. Um, and suddenly you're just not really friends anymore and I just haven't had that of course that happens in Germany too 100% yeah. I just haven't had that experience as much in Germany I feel like it's not as common even sometimes when people develop into different directions in their lives in Germany they'll st sometimes still like try to be friends even though it's obviously not really a match anymore because they've just changed yeah. as people but I know a lot of people who are just still friends with their elementary school friends Just because, yeah. just because they've known each other for so long, even though they have nothing in common. Yeah, I, I, I was talking to a coworker recently here in Germany, and he was saying, like, oh, it was it was around the time of Carnival, uh, and he was saying that he was going with his friends uh, in in Cologne. He said, "We're the weirdest friend group. We shouldn't be friends, but yeah. we've grown up together, so we're still friends." He's like, "It's a banker. It's me, who's a project manager at a tech company." Then you have like a musician. Then you have like this hippie. It's like a weird mix of people, but just we're still friends, which is is cool to see too. I don't personally have a friend group like that necessarily. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's cool to see that those things exist. Um, yeah. But yeah, I would say that's generally, it's quite easy in, in, in the US to make friends. So if I would say a tip for Germans who are going to the US, or if you come from a culture that's more similar to Germany, um, then... Don't be afraid to open up and not be quite as reserved as you're used to in your home country yeah. because people will think you're standoffish if you're not. And, and don't feel weirded out by it if people yeah. do that with you. Yeah, exactly. Don't be weirded out by it. It's completely normal. It's not seen as oversharing necessarily. It's, it's this is the way that we just interact with people and get to know each other. So try try to push your boundaries for yourself and put yourself out there and uh How would you say, uh, lass dich drauf ein? <laughs> like, give into it. Like, give into it and be open and for it. Be open, yeah, be open for it. Um, yeah. That would be my big tip, but I think Americans also tend to pull it out of you. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's harder to be reserved. You can yeah. try, um, but I think Americans are very persistent oftentimes in our question asking in, in small talk. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, do, do you think, is there anything that you wish you would have known when you were trying to make friends with uh, Americans or when you first were in the U.S.? Any tips mm, that you can give? No, I think my only t tip, well, my tips would be to, even though it's easier here to still be proactive, I think that's my tip in general for anyone yeah. moving abroad. Um, even, like, especially if you are coming here on a job and there's not really a lot of social activities that are 
naturally coming to you. Um, mm -hmm. You might need to go out and just join, I don't know, like a soccer club yeah. or something like that's what Niklas did for example he found like yeah. a soccer group that uh, played soccer every Wednesday or so and it was just mm -hmm. a bunch of random people that did it after work um, or find a book club or whatever you're interested in um, you can also join Vereine more or less in the US even though it's not yeah. as big of a Verein culture but there are little like after work sports leagues and stuff like kickball that kickball leagues that type yeah. of stuff yeah so I think there that's like a really good way Yeah, and then if that's not a thing, um, as I said, maybe there's like a book club or just some kind of, there's Facebook groups. Like, I don't know who of you is on Facebook, but if you are, um, there's also other platforms, of course, where you can find them. But I know that like for a lot of cities, there is Facebook groups where it's like new in Munich mm -hmm. and people are literally actively looking for friends or yeah. running groups, for example, I think like people going on a, on a run together. That might be mm -hmm. a cool thing or working out together. Um, I think those can all be really good things and you have to be proactive about it. And if you don't find the right people the first try, just keep trying. Yeah. Because that's what you said earlier with like, You shouldn't live alone. And I totally agree with that. But I think that it can also be one of the situations if you do move in with people and they suck, that can really ruin your experience. True. But then don't give up. And as you said, exactly. just move. move. Yeah. Um, so I think that's one of my tips. The only other thing that I didn't really expect and didn't know and had to kind of learn the hard way is the flakiness that we talked about. Yeah. Where sometimes Americans, especially our generation, will say things that they just don't really mean and they'll you know, make fake plans, not fake plans, but they'll make plans and then the plans never happen. And it's as a German, it's sometimes hard to um, keep up. Differentiate. With, yeah, differentiate and also keep up with like, wait, what's actually happening now and what <laughs> isn't happening? Should I yeah. block my weekend now because we said we're doing this on Saturday or is it not happening? Or sometimes yeah. you have to wait until the day of and then, yeah, or cancel or people just don't cancel. They're just not going to reach out anymore. So I think that yeah. whole situation was something I needed to learn to navigate. And whether or not I fully know that by now, no, but I, I think I expect it more now and I'm more used yeah. to it now. So I don't get feel personally hurt as much. That might also be a German thing is that we value our time so much that sometimes when other mm -hmm. people don't respect our time, we feel a little bit offended and disrespected by it. If, you know, yeah. if someone tells you, hey, we're doing something on Saturday, then obviously me in my German mindset, I'm going to, block that day I'm not gonna I'm gonna tell other friends that I already have plans for that day and that I can't hang out with them and then yeah. it sucks if that isn't happening after all and you then you know turn down other plans for it so I think that's yeah. just something I had to get used to and sometimes still happens the other day we were helping Ben's um, brother move and mm -hmm. his whole family was supposed to help out and it was kind of the same thing like his other brother could just kind of showed up for an hour helped a little bit and then just left and we were like oh oh okay i i guess so but goodbye <laughs> we'll handle it <laughs> which like nothing against him but it's just one of those yeah. things where in germany if you ask people to move i feel like that especially that's like such a commitment thing yeah. you'd expect them to be there the whole time the whole or time. tell you beforehand that they can't exactly um and here it's just kind of like well You'll just see who shows up and who doesn't, and you just gotta take what you get. <laughs> take, yeah. the, take the help that you get. So of course, not always the case, but I just was gonna add too. Also, um, you said about Facebook groups. Some mm -hmm. dating apps actually also have friend settings now. True, like um, Bumble so, Friends. Or yeah, Bumble, Bumble has. Yeah, I think it's Bumble BFF. I haven't mm -hmm. used it before, but I know that it exists. So maybe yeah. that's something that you can also utilize. Just Absolutely. a way to be preactive. And that way uh, you can find people that you actually share common interests with. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. One more thing uh, that I had on my mind. Um, this mm-hmm. isn't a tip, but I wanted to throw it out. Oop, just threw my, <laughs> my pen <laughs> through the air. Um, is that I feel like because of Americans being so easy to connect with, this is my experience. I feel like it's easier in the U.S. to connect different friend groups with each other. And I've always yeah. really enjoyed that. And I feel like in in your international friend group, at least, I, I feel like it's already easier than It may be easier than with Germans, but it, it is funny sometimes to see how Europeans especially, like the Australians mm-hmm. are different, but more the Europeans uh, are more reserved. Like these mm-hmm. are people that are really outgoing when they know you as friends, but then you put them with people they don't know and they're like, uh-huh. I'm not gonna say. Anything. I don't know what I'm supposed to say. Like, hi. Like they're they're nice. Like they'll greet each other, like greet people. But it's just funny to see the dynamic change because in the U.S. people are much more like, oh, where are you from? What do you do? Blah blah blah. And the European friends here are just more like, hi. And exactly. Then, <laughs> and then the <laughs> silence. Yeah. Yes. And that's exactly been my experience. And I love that about the U.S. because mm-hmm. I love seeing different friends connect with each other, especially yeah. if I feel like they do have something in common. And in Germany, there's been so many situations like on birthday parties or something like that, mm-hmm. where I would have my childhood friends, my university friends, and then I had different jobs. So I had like the one job group and the other job group. And then basically my job for the night, even though it was my birthday party, was kind of yeah. to just walk through and connect people with each other and be like, hey, you guys should talk about this because you have that in common. Did you know that? But they didn't know that because they were just sitting there in silence and it was sometimes a little stressful. Or you would sometimes even consider beforehand, who can you even bring together? Like if it's something like going out together on a Saturday night and if in the US you have different friends asking, you'll just that's my experience at least, automatically be like, oh, yeah, I'm going out with these friends. You should come along. I never think about it twice. It's just how people handle things. In Germany, I would think first, wait, would these two get along? Do I see this turning out in a good way? (laughs) Will this work out well? Yeah, or is this going to be difficult for me for the whole night? So that's something that I love about Mm -hmm. the U.S. (laughs) It is funny, though, because, like, people – I have gotten comments, like, when my friends will – take me to, to places with their friends. They're like, oh, Josh will be fine. He'll talk to people. Yeah. <laughs> or like we've gone to parties where there are multiple friend groups there and everyone's like, okay, who's going to make the first move? Who's going to talk to someone? And then mm-hmm. they just all look at me and they're like, Josh, you're the American. Go do it. <laughs> Go talk to them. <laughs> But then then what happens oftentimes, or has happened a couple of times, is I will go be the American like, hey, I'm Josh. I'm from the U.S. This is what I do. What about you? What, what, who do you know here? And they, I've had one experience at a French party once where the French person just looked at me, didn't say anything, and then turned away. <laughs> I've had that same experience after I came back to Germany after my first time in the U.S., and I tried that yeah. same strategy. I was like, why did I not do this earlier? Just talk to people. And I lived in Hamburg and I was like at yeah. some club with my roommates, which I was mm-hmm. fr- friends with them. But then they had their friends joining us there. And I was doing yeah. the same thing. I was just very open, like, hi, so what do you do? And I would get this like very almost rude response where I was like, what's yeah. your problem? I was very nice to approach you. <laughs> I mean, sure, we don't have to talk. And that's when I realized maybe that just doesn't work the same way in Germany, which sucks a little bit yeah i wish yeah. it did uh, yeah, americans one, can also sorry one more thing americans can yeah. also just connect over little things like you said earlier you just ask where you're from and then you'll connect over that or you have like one band that you both like or even if you yeah. like completely different music you'll talk about that like i've literally had friends who couldn't be more different just sit mm-hmm. there and still 
feel like that's another Talk thing that Americans have. Talk about their difference, but connect over that. Like, yeah. even it's it's weird to say because the U.S. is politically such a divided country, but in a lot of other aspects, I feel like you can be part of like this one click. Like, you can be like an emo mm-hmm. kid, skater boy, and then there's this football player, and they're, you're both friends with me, maybe, and you'll still like be just fine talking to each other. Yeah. You find each other awesome, and that. I feel like doesn't happen as much in Germany either, like to connect mm. despite differences or over differences or just find this one common thing that you have and just connect over that. Yeah, I would also be interested. We've talked a lot about the U.S. Uh, specific things. So if we don't yeah. have anything else to add on that, maybe focusing the shift a little bit towards Germany, we can always yes. jump back and add things. No, I've um, already shared a lot. <laughs> we also are talking from a Munich-based perspective. Of course, yeah. Um, so I, I would be interested in hearing like experiences of people who have moved to like the Cologne area or the, the Rheinland where they're known in Germany as being like the friendliest and most open people. Um, So it would be interesting to see the differences, uh, but I still think it's not going to be as... And also city versus country maybe a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Um, But in Germany, it's more difficult. And I think you just, that's where the persistence comes in here. Yeah. (laughs) Is I think you can't take things personally um, and you have to be persistent. Absolutely. um, And say, scheiß drauf, I'm going to do this. Like, screw it. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, overcome any fears or any like cultural influences that might you might feel that like oh I'm not supposed to talk to people I'm not supposed to do this like I know I caught myself for a while trying to be a good German quote-unquote and like fit into the like the German stereotypes of this is what like Germans do this is the way I'm supposed to be to fit in here and now I think I've gotten a lot better of kind of integrating the German Josh with the American Josh and being just me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's one thing that I would encourage people to do is be persistent um, and know that you will probably have to be very proactive. But people, yeah. if you are proactive, for the most part, I would say are open to at least meeting you for a coffee and seeing if it clicks type of thing. You know, it's almost yeah. a little bit more like dating uh, here in Germany. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, that is true. Like, for example, here's a, a story about that. Maybe I've told this before. I don't remember. But um, this was 10 years ago. Oh, my God. This was in mm-hmm. 2013, a year after I graduated high school. And me and my friend group, um, my boyfriend at the time and all of our friends, we were going on summer vacation to Italy together. And we had a villa mm-hmm. booked with like, I don't know, six bedrooms or so. And we had one open spot. And so I was like, oh, maybe my friend so-and-so could come. And they were all like, Oh, we don't know her. Can we meet her first? And so I had to arrange like a, an evening where all these other friends could meet this one person to see if they accepted that she would also. And it was already like a bigger group, you know, like it was like 10 people yeah. or so. It wouldn't have made that big of a difference, you would think. But everyone was like, no, we got to like approve her first. We got to see if she fits into our dynamics. And they approved her and she came to the vacation. Yeah. But um, I think that's kind of describes what you're saying. It's funny because I think of when we went to Myrtle Beach together. And there, I, I don't know if you'd met them before, but no. you didn't know them well, but there were two complete strangers that we went, <laughs> like there was one mutual friend that we had with them yeah. and the five of us just went to Myrtle Beach together. Yeah. Had a great time, but like. <laughs> we just met them. Well, no, I knew Claire and then the okay. other one I hadn't met before and we just yeah. met him at the airport. We were like, hey, so yeah. cool. We're going on this flight together now and going on vacation together. Nice to meet you. <laughs> 
Crazy, crazy. Yeah. But yeah, I, the the good news is, and you mentioned this earlier, that German does have a or Germany does have a big um, club culture, or like yes. Einkultur. And if that's a great way, I think, to meet Germans. I think you can meet a lot of cool international people in those type of um, groups of New in Munich, with those Facebook groups and everything. I think it's a lot of internationals that go there um, because it's very easy access. Um, and it's very easy if you don't know anyone to go to those type of events. And I totally would recommend them. I know um, a couple people, I, I personally haven't done it, but I know a couple people who have and have mm-hmm. found really good friends through through going to those type of events. So totally would recommend that. But if you mm-hmm. want to meet Germans, I think going to like standard, like really well-established clubs is also a great way to do so. Like if you yeah. play a sport, that's a great way to meet people. Yeah. Um, or even it, book, music too. Book clubs you can, are huge. Music, yeah. yeah. You can join a choir, for example. Like those are, I think, feel like pr- a pretty big thing yeah. still. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, that, that's the only other thing I had to add. You said book clubs. Yeah. I mean, of course, I'm not in any of these clubs. I've <laughs> thought about doing a ten- joining a tennis club just try to try to get a few more German friends here. Yeah. Um, and I, I seriously would consider that, but I've just been doing so much traveling lately that it doesn't yeah. make sense. Or just find but, like a person that you play tennis with once a week yeah, or something. It doesn't exactly. even have to be a club. It could just be like someone who you do these certain activities with. Or mm-hmm. as I said, I know there's running groups, for example, that you could yeah, join. Yeah, there, there's like the Adidas uh, or Adidas um, Runners Club here in Munich. Uh, one of my coworkers is part of the the leadership team there. And that's a great way to meet people. Um yeah, I know another American here in Munich who does, who's a part of the running club as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of those same strat- strategies are the same. Yeah, um, I in both feel countries. like one of the differences is that Germans are going to be much more open to meeting you in those club situations because it's yes. almost like that is a dedicated social space, <laughs> exactly. social time slot that they've reserved for being social. And then that's where they're open to, you know, communicating New with connections. you. Whereas if, yeah, whereas if you approach them in the supermarket or in a situation where they're maybe hanging out with other friends where they don't want to mm-hmm. be bothered, um, it might be a little bit more difficult or at, at work sometimes it can be difficult there too. That's a really good point. That's what I was going to say too. It's almost like you need a uh, an activity to distract you from the fact that this is a social interaction. <laughs> yeah. But it's like I think it's the, they're in the mindset then, yeah. and then they're yeah. going to be much more open to it. And also, what I wanted to say with German specifically, um, I know someone messaged me in the past, like kind of desperate, saying, "Hey, I really need, need help. Um, I feel like my German coworkers are just really not trying to include me." And it was a situation where I guess they were all in an office and two of them or three of them made plans. And this, I don't even remember where he was from, maybe American. Um, Third person or other person was just in the same room, but wasn't actively invited. And um, whereas I feel like in the U.S. that would probably be a common thing if people are making plans and there's another person there. It's kind of like this politeness move of saying, oh, would you want to come along too? Just because the person's already listening. Exactly. And that's not really a German thing. Germans don't really do that a lot. So don't take that personally. If they don't ask you, you might actually have to be proactive, even though it's maybe embarrassing. Be like, hey, I heard you were making plans. Would I be able to join too? Or could you mm-hmm. maybe let me know next time? I would love to join if that's okay with you or something like that. Yeah. Um, I think it, you have to be prepared for a rejection, but yeah, you can yeah. definitely uh, mention that. Like, But don't, as you said earlier, don't take it personal necessarily. Yeah. Germans are just more like, okay, if they're with their friend group, they might want to stick with that friend group and not allow a new person in at the time. And mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that they don't like you. Yeah, yeah. 
No, I uh, I had a similar experience at work uh, before, and I did I, I didn't directly ask if I could join, but I was like, oh, I heard you guys talking about this, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. What is that? When is that? Like asking all of the questions, uh-huh. and then they're like, you should join. Okay. Uh, eventually, they they opened <laughs> up to it, but like they were obviously talking about plans that only a small group of them had. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, interesting. I wouldn't do that in the U.S. Like, that's just or I, it has nothing to do with the U.S. Just my gut, the way I was raised wouldn't discuss those type of plans that I'm not open to everyone joining who's listening in those type of spaces. I think it's a cultural difference for sure. One more thing that I just said and I realized I hadn't really uh, said it throughout the episode is the friend group thing. It's like it's not just that Germans stay friends with people for a long time. In a lot of cases, it's like as soon as as you're a good friend, it's kind of considered to be for life. Um, But -hmm. it's also that these friend groups are hard to crack. Like, that's what I meant earlier. Like, if there is already four or five people that hang out with each other regularly, that all know each other, have known each other for a while, it's just they're not going to be... It's like there's no free spot right now. They're not going to be as open (laughs) to inviting new members into that existing group and I've heard a lot of foreigners talk about that in Germany that that's mm-hmm. really difficult especially if you do interact with Germans who did not move to the city new they've been there for a while they'll have their established friend group and there might just be no way in and that's yeah. just kind of a cultural thing as well which is really a hard thing to grasp if you're not from that culture yeah uh, but yeah it's uh, it's true it's true I mean I nowadays don't do that anymore like when I hang out with mm-hmm. my old friends I'll still like connect different friend groups now but it's uh. also I'm not home a whole lot so I kind of have to do that but I feel like everyone's all the friends that I've kept around this far are all a little bit more open with those kinds yeah. of things like I don't really I haven't really stayed friends with a lot of people who are a little bit more close-minded just because it didn't yeah. really align with who I am anymore yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that's something that you have to be aware of, though, when you decide to move to Germany. Like, yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people are aware of that when they move, but it's another thing to experience it, too. Um, that That's just part of the culture. Uh, yeah. un- unfortunately, if you ask me, some Germans don't see the, any issue with it, and that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, yeah, back in the day, um, if I had already, like, plans to go to Oktoberfest, or that's just, like, one example for a social yeah. event, uh, with my school friends, and other people would ask me, hey, are you, do you want to go to Oktoberfest this weekend? I would tell them, no, I'm already going with them, mm-hmm. period. And then I'd be like, well, maybe I can meet you later, but I would not. Exactly. Like, this is already a close event. <laughs> like, this is already, it's us. We've known each other. We got to talk about our stuff. Yeah. You cannot join that. And yeah. looking back, that's kind of weird that, you know, that used to be so normal to me. Um, but that's, yeah, just to get back to the to the topic. I also think Oktoberfest might be a little bit of a hard example because it's so hard to get so many people on at one table. That is true. Okay, well, whatever but other... But at the same time... <laughs> let's they're, say they're, it could be going to the park. Like, hey, it's beautiful yeah. weather this weekend. Would you want to go to the English Garden with me? And I'll be like, oh, actually... I already I already have plans to go to the English Garden for a picnic, but with my other friends. Yeah. Period. Yeah. <laughs> Which you, I I feel like that's not necessarily a weird thing to hear in the U.S. too. Or I mean I. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think. 
I feel like it's just not as common. Like there uh, might be yeah. more situations where it'll be like we want to maybe we want to talk about among us because we haven't seen each other yeah. in a while. But how about you join later or exactly? I don't know. Or I'll hit it's you never, up it's later. Not a, it's not as much of a hard cut as I'm yeah. seeing these other people. Yes. <laughs> like and you're not invited. <laughs> yes. <period. laughs> exactly. I honestly. Oh no! I was gonna say I think this is everything I have, and then the moment I realized there's one more thing that I had on my mm -hmm. list, and it's. Spontaneität. I don't know how to say yes. it in English. It's difficult. Spontaneity. Spontaneity. Yeah. <laughs> that. Exactly. People being spontaneous. Germans are much less spontaneous, and oh that's part of the social life. <laughs> yes. And I love and that. I think about that's probably. And I think that's probably why I have so many non-German friends too. Is I think I've gotten more and more spontaneous. Uh, I mean, the U.S. is already quite spontaneous. Yeah. Um, I think I got pretty Germanized. But that's one thing that I haven't got very Germanized in. Okay. It's yeah. like, well, I'll joke with some of my non-German friends, like, do we want to be German about this and plan for a week and a half in advance? Like, that's not even that crazy for a German standard. I you know. might plan months in advance. <laughs> I know. And here, like, the, literally yesterday, I, my fr a friend texted me, like, hey, what are you doing tonight? Yeah. I'm like, oh, let's grab dinner. <laughs> like, and I, I really appreciate that. And that's yeah. one thing that is very important to me that, uh, but yeah, th that's not as common in Germany at all. Like, mm -hmm. of course, I've there is exceptions. Like as always with these things, there is of course Germans that are super spontaneous. But just in general, I love that here. I've had so many situations here where like the afternoon of or like the evening of, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, there's this free concert. You, we went to that. There's this free concert by Fountain Square tonight. Yeah. Do you want to come to that? And I asked like a few other people and suddenly we were like a group of six people yeah. on a Friday night where in Germany, everyone would have been like, oh, sorry, I already have plans. Because yeah. everyone, because of this planning, everyone will already have something have in on their calendar for the last weeks that they've already had planned for that night. Yeah. Um, and I, I love the spontan... You got it. Spontaneity. Yeah, no. spontaneity. <laughs> spontaneity, okay. <laughs> one one last thing, and I know that we said we wanted to keep this episode somewhat <laughs> short, the, the, the infamous words, um, but we want to talk about just socializing in general. And mm -hmm. what, meant, what that meant to me, at least, was like the spaces that you hang out in. Yeah. Um, I feel, and this could also be just because I live in a bigger city now with good public transportation, but... I really enjoy, and when I'm in the U.S., I miss just being able to, first of all, run run into people on the street and, like, just have a nice little conversation when I know them. Like, mm -hmm. that doesn't happen to me as often in the U.S. Mm -hmm. or didn't um, that I can think of, just probably because I was in my car so much. But I think of the other day that um, I ran into a friend when we were walking around. We are like, let's grab an ice cream real quick. And then we just nice. sat and had an ice cream together real quick. So that's kind of um, the opposite of what we just said. said and exactly. Said, and in she's German. Spontaneous. So. Yeah. Um, so you'll always find, like I said, uh, or like we've said, exceptions. Mm. But as far as like just being out in public more, I feel like in the U.S. at least, and this could just be my experience with my friend group here. So tell me if you disagree with this, Feli. But like you go to a restaurant or you go to a club and like it's very structured and then like getting from point A to point B to do something else is more difficult because mm. you have to consider, okay, it, where did I park my car? How am I going to get back to my car? Am I going with my car or am I taking an Uber? Like here I love just being able to go out to dinner with some friends and then we go on a walk for a bit and then while we're on the walk we say, oh, this is a nice bar. We'll stop and have a drink there. Like I love that 
spontaneity that you can have as far as being in a city that is well-connected and you yeah. aren't always reliant on a car. Um, or like going to parks. We've talked about parks in the past. Uh, yeah. That's one thing that I absolutely love about Munich is the English Garden and along the Izar. Like Izar. Can, I know. <laughs> uh, I thought the same thing when I said it. Um, is Sorry. You, can just re- you can really just spend good time outside with friends. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that's less common, at least in the Midwest. In the Midwest, I feel like you spend more time at people's homes uh, in their yards, if it's nice outside, yeah. those type of environments. Of course, like you'll go out to bars or whatnot. Uh, yeah, but I feel like, as you said, it's more like this dedicated space. Then, oh, we're going to this restaurant, and yeah. you're driving there, and then when you leave the restaurant, that that's the socializing is over, or you exactly. have to make specific plans for where you're going to meet up next. It, fe- it, it feels much more structured, which is funny yeah. because that's not what we were talking about, the American mentality per yeah. se. But it's but just not it as easy to get world. around. Yeah, be- I yeah. mean, here at least. Of course, if you're in New York or something like that, that's going to be a whole different story. But yeah. here, I 100% agree with you because you drive so much and everything is so spread out. You can't just like walk around as spontaneous as you can do it in Munich, for example. Like if you do walk somewhere, then you're going to be stranded there. You're not going to be able to get back. You have, to, you have to walk everything back. You can't just take the subway from there. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I just wanted to mention that as well because that's one yeah. thing that is a difference for me between yeah. the two countries when it comes to socializing. I do have one last difference that just came to mind. And yeah. I promise this is the last thing on my mind. And this, because you just said the restaurants. And... I know I've mentioned this before. Um, for example, if you go to eat with a friend in the U.S., I feel like it's very common, whether it's lunch or dinner even, that it's only going to last a little over an hour. Because you mm. go in there, you eat, and eating is fast in American restaurant culture. They'll bring you the yeah. food pretty fast, and then they'll bring you the check and kind of kick you out. But even the other person that you're with, um, if you say you're meeting up for dinner in Germany – it's kind of considered the whole night. Like mm-hmm. you meet up at eight or seven or whatever, get dinner. And then it's not the question of going back home. It's like, oh, what do you want to do afterwards? Then you're going to be, mm. oh, do you want to grab drinks or what else do you want to do? It's kind of implied that you're going to spend at least a few hours. Like yeah. this is going to be your activity for the night. There's nothing that comes after that really. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, and maybe it's a Midwest thing, I don't know, or if it's just a general American thing. Um, but I feel like, it's much more common to only meet up for a short period of time and then there's like an end to it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that end in European culture in general doesn't exist as much, especially at nights. Mm. Yeah. What do you think about Makes that? Makes me think of a recent experience that I had where like we had f- been hanging out for like, I don't know, two and a half, three hours, which I think is a good amount of time. Mm-hmm. I don't know about your opinion, but we had had an early dinner in my what I'm, for me, what is considered early now is six. Okay. Um, but so like, I don't know, around, we had met up before as well, before dinner. So around eight, I was like getting tired and was like kind of wanting to go home. And I could like, I, I couldn't read the vibe of like, am I being rude now by like wanting to go home? Mm-hmm. It, it was just kind of an awkward situation for me. It was fine in the end. And it was with a friend that I, I have a good relationship with. So it was yeah. fine. But I, I, I what that's made me think of that event uh, yeah. recently. But I would agree with that, um, I think. Yeah, That I would That was so. something I had to get used to, at least. Like, that for yeah. me was like, oh, it was like a dinner plan or something, and then I would just automatically assume it's going to be the whole night, and then suddenly I would yeah. be 
home at 9 p.m. and be like, wait, I guess I was supposed to make plans for after dinner. After? I thought dinner means like, you know. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. I noticed this even, for example, in Ben's family, but other American families too. Like if there's like a birthday dinner even or a birthday lunch or something mm-hmm. like that. Where in my family, and again, this might be also a family to family difference and not just a cultural difference but if it's someone's birthday then we're going to be spending a lot of time together whether that's a lunch or dinner um it's not just going to be the meal we're going to be hanging out afterwards which you can also just do a lot more easier easily in german restaurants you they allow you to hang out Um, true whereas here like you know recently there was a birthday dinner it was i think two hours max like we even went to graders afterwards and got ice cream but we were still in and out of the birthday dinner after two hours, which is totally fine. Um, mm. But again, not something that I was used to before. Yeah. If that makes sense. And I'm just trying to think in my situation, at least with my family, I don't feel like we go out to restaurants as much for people's birthdays. Mm-hmm. Um, it's That is more of something that we do at home. and Because it comes back to like the built world around you. If you go to a restaurant for dinner, like you said, you generally don't stay as long. Yeah. At, a, at restaurants in general, then everyone has to get into their car and drive to another location. Mm-hmm. So then it's like this weird break in the socializing that takes place. Yeah. Then people get tired in the car and are like, oh, we're going to another place. <laughs> you know, it's just everything is more spread out. So I, I would agree yeah. with that. Um, but when like when my family celebrates birthdays at a, at home, then it's it's a much more longer. Okay. A, much, much more longer is not uh, <laughs> much a, longer. Much, a much longer uh, uh, ordeal. Yeah. Is what I would okay, say. Okay, that was just the last thing I wanted to throw out yeah. there. It's not even that big of a deal. It's more just something that I had to get used to at first. And mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of part of this also. I th- it might make it easier for Americans to say yes to plans if they know that it's not expected of them to take their half of their day. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I feel like almost this social norm that. A meal is only going to be an hour and then we're going to be splitting ways again. That might almost like help that people don't worry too much about saying yes to something. Whereas like, of course, in Europe, if you do know, oh, if I meet up with this person for dinner, it's going to be the whole night basically. Or it's going to be awkward and I have to make up an excuse. That is a bigger threshold to then say yes to it. So there's like different um, factors that come to play here. In terms of tips, I think I've shared all of mine. I don't I think, think I have, I have anything else to share, really. Um, it's kind of the same in everywhere you go. Just be proactive, as we said. Try to find those organizations. There are student organizations also at Amer- uh, at German universities, just not as much. And there is, mm-hmm. like, um, university sports usually. Not necessarily as much in terms of team sports, but, like, a gym. Like, you have, like, soccer uh how do you even say that events like you can you can play soccer for fun like it's yeah. not going to be a competition but you can like for example Zentraler Hochschulsport in Munich is like if you are a student at one of the universities you can go to those basically it's kind of like classes. intramural sports I think yeah and yeah that kind of stuff you can go to that for very cheap and a lot of young people will meet up there mm-hmm. um, but yeah I think um we definitely covered a lot about socializing yeah. and how important also friends are. They really make all the difference. That's also to go back to what we said in the very beginning, the reason why a lot of people ask me, why why do you still live with roommates? Because for a while I was living with people who were significantly younger than me at the time. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I don't want to live alone. Like, why yeah. what would be the point of that? I, I don't have family here. I The last thing I would want is live in a one-bedroom apartment, even if it's a nice apartment, 
that live there by myself. Yeah. So. But I know there are quite a few people who, who think that like that's their dream. So <laughs> yeah, but you have I to think, know yourself as I well. I think if you live abroad, yes. that changes for people a lot quicker. I think yeah. if you're in your if I was in Munich, sure, I'd do it. Just because I know I'm so established there, I don't have to feel yeah. lonely and worried about it. That's a good point. But you know, all the way on the other side of the world, away from your family and your your old friends, your childhood circles, friend, yeah, yeah. Mm, not as much, yeah. not as easily, at least. But anyways, I think we've both also established our friend groups over the years for me and over the last two years in your case. So I think we're both at this point now where it doesn't really make that that big of a difference anymore, which like your friend circle in Germany is very established. My friend circle in the U.S., like I do have a social support system. Exactly. And as we said earlier, um, you said it's kind of replaces family. Like Mm -hmm. when I broke my wrist. Um, I needed someone to be at the surgery with me. That was a weird rule. Um, They said, I can't have surgery if nobody's there. And it was on a Tuesday morning, afternoon, throughout Mm -hmm. the day, on a Tuesday. And you came with me. If you hadn't done that, like, that was something that usually family would have done for me, obviously. But in that case, they couldn't just fly over to do that. And, um, yeah, I was very, very thankful and glad and fortunate that you were able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one cool thing when you do have more international experiences yourself is you know what it's like to be by yourself and those type of things. And I think it makes you a more empathetic person. Yeah, that's our cue to wrap up this episode. But yes, yes, exactly. Well, let us know your guys' experiences in the YouTube comments, or you Perfect. can message us on <laughs> Perthen, uh, message us on Instagram. Um, maybe Josh can post his Madeira pictures on there as well. Um, yes. And we will be back. I th- I'm not quite sure if we'll do another remote episode. Probably, right? One remote episode and then another Probably. in person. I Anyways, so. we're going to be seeing each other in person here soon again because you'll be here in a little bit over two weeks. Yeah, and then we wow. can do the Cincinnati Cra- Speed Survey too. <gasps> That's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much happening in my life. <laughs> but yeah, share your guys' experiences with us. I would love to read it. Um, also, if you have experiences in other countries, of course, um, outside of Germany and the U.S., that's always fascinating to see how friend dynamics work and how the mm. whole social life works. Because it's such, it's like implied rules. It's unspoken yes. rules and you have to kind of learn it over time. It's not something that people really teach you beforehand. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, I certainly did. And yes. we will be back in two weeks on Thursday. See you then. Tschüss. Ciao, ciao. <laughs> ciao, ciao. Tschüssikowski. <laughs> <laughs> Tschüssikowski. <laughs>